This is womensleadershipsuccess.com radio podcast, episode number 10, Developing Your Career and Your Employees' Leadership Skills. Would you like promotion tips from top women leaders? Be sure to listen to my survey invitation at the end of this show. Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brom and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life. No matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur, join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line. Hello, this is Sabrina Brom with womensleadershipsuccess.com. We will be talking today about how to develop yourself and your employees. What the best companies are realizing is to have the competitive advantage, they must develop their employees into leaders. Today I'm excited to have one of the top women leaders, I think, in the United States, and a friend of mine, talk to us about how to develop leadership success. Welcome, Debbie Meekins. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? Hi, Debbie. Can uh-huh. you tell us what, you, what your title is at your company? Okay. It's a new title. You know, the bank, my company was just recently sold, so I'm now um, EVP Retail Bank Director for Sterling Savings Bank. Great. How many banks uh, does Sterling have? Uh, well, we have 200 branches. And so I oversee those 200 branches and approximately 1,300 people. Wow, 1,300 people, that's a lot. It is. Big job, new job. Yes. Your career has developed in a lot of interesting ways. Could you tell us how you started in the bank? I can. Um, I started uh, my banking career in the uh, early 70s as a teller at Bank of America and uh, worked there for a couple of years and then went to Wells Fargo and worked there for a few years while my children were small and um, then decided that if I was going to be successful in banking, I needed to get out of the major bank uh, workforce because you had to travel a lot and be willing to uh, relocate, and I was not able to do that at that time. So went into a community bank and worked there for a few years and basically uh, worked myself up. Came to uh, the company that I've been with for the past 22 years, which was Sonoma National Bank, uh, sold at the end of March of 2007. And I started here as the uh, CFO and um, sold the company when it was about a billion three in assets and have now taken on a new role with uh, the company that acquired us. Wow, incredible. Yeah. Long journey. A long journey. Yes. Um, can you tell us, in looking back on your career, which experiences were the most valuable to you? I realize that's a big question, but <laughs> if you could tell us a few. Uh, I think part of um, going through a career like this is uh, I, a couple of the places that I worked, I had some pretty uh, terrible bosses, and I think uh, my one of my successes in being at least a leader in a company is understanding what makes a good leader and understanding how to relate to people that work for you. And so uh, I, I remember telling myself early in my career that uh, I had one specific boss that was really hard on me, and um, I remember going home from work every day uh, not wanting to go back to work the next day. So I think I learned a lot from that. I think it's made me... Um, 
a more caring and understanding uh, leader with the people that have worked, you know, with me from then on out. The other thing is, is working places where I think you know you're not going to be successful or you're not going to have any upward mobility. Um, unfortunately, I think in my own and I think many other women, you know, your job is uh, really part of, it becomes part of your life, and it's almost like your extended or second family, so very difficult to make a move, a change. And I think uh, that was the one thing I learned, um, even though the people at work are very close to you and you have very close relationships, sometimes you have to move, and those, uh, that, that was, those things were very difficult for me. Debbie, how did you know when you had to move? You know, I had um, in mind, I think, well, I don't know about, for my, my own, throughout my own lifetime, I've realized that every time I had a promotional opportunity come to me, I was uh, very cautious about taking it. And um, I don't know whether that's a low self-esteem trait, maybe, and I think many other women have that as well. Uh, I just, I felt like, the job was maybe a little bit too much for me. So I was, but for some reason or another, I always stepped up and said yes. I, I knew that I wanted to advance. I was just scared every time I did. So I um, I think, you know, kind of for me personally, it was kind of getting out of the box. And so moving from a financial role, kind of an internal CFO role to a, uh, a more publicly visible role was a pretty difficult transition. Very difficult. So you, when you felt afraid, you went ahead and did it anyway. And when you, when you found yourself in positions of not knowing exactly how to do the new job, mm -hmm. how did you deal with that? Well, obviously had to call on whatever expertise. You know, that was the great thing about having a banking career. I knew lots of people in banking. So if I really got into a situation where I felt like uh, I – and the other thing I should qualify is when you work in a smaller community type bank, you don't have the um, the administrative support that you would have in a large like a Bank of America or Wells Fargo. So I kept uh, the friends that I had made throughout my career pretty close to me, and um, I had some uh, really good mentors. The other thing was the directors that uh, oversaw the bank and started, well, every bank I worked at on the community bank range were typically uh, those with quite a bit of expertise, and uh, I could call on them without feeling uh, uncomfortable that I didn't know what I was doing. And you know, I got to be honest. I mean, a lot of made a lot of mistakes along the way. I make mistakes still, and uh, that's probably your best way of learning. Thank God they weren't, you know, terrible. So, so when you make a mistake, how do you deal with that? And I, I, I ask this because I hear this a lot when I'm coaching people that they have difficulty overcoming the errors they make. So what, what do you do to, to recover from the mistakes? Well, I mean, my line is with people that work for me and certainly for myself, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't expect perfection in other people. Uh, I, I realize that part of uh, the growth process is being able to make mistakes and move forward. You just make the mistake, realize that it's been a mistake, and and uh, figure out. I mean, I do, typically, if you're pretty bright, you won't make that mistake again. Move on. I mean, it's a learning experience, just like many other learning experiences we have. It just sometimes is a little bit more painful. I think the other thing is, is you've got to um, you got to let go of that ego. That's a good one, isn't it? And so for me, um, you know, like I said, I make 
lots of mistakes and maybe more than people that work for me. Uh, I hope as I, you know, get better in my career that I make less than I did early on. But I certainly, um, I recognize that I'm not perfect and don't expect that in people that work for me. I don't set my expectations uh, too high. So, Debbie, are you open to your employees telling you that they think you did something wrong or incorrectly? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think they're the same with me. I think it all is in how you're approached. So, you know, if somebody comes at me uh, kind of in an accusatory type fashion, no, I'm not going to respond very well to that. And I don't think they would respond if I came uh, at them that way either. So I think it's just, you know, if I were you, I, I think it's all in, well, I, everything you do. It's all in how it's presented to the other person. Absolutely. Right. Just a slight, on a slightly different note, does your company have a leadership development plan? We do. Can you we, tell me something about that? We do. It's, um, it's actually a program that the bank is using right now that uh, we actually have used from, that we uh, have acquired from another company, and it's called NetSpeed Training. Mm-hmm. And it's a leadership, and we are in the process, uh, Sterling, of developing our own leadership program. But it is taking uh, all of the, anybody that's a supervisor in the company and uh, going through a training of what type of person they are, how to identify what other people are that either work for them or they work with, how to uh, communicate more effectively with those people, and the opportunities in the company forum, which I think are huge. Leadership training is, uh, I think, in many companies, something that's not, uh, hasn't become all that popular. There's usually management training or other types of training, but leadership training is really, really important, especially in a, in a large, growing company. Now, Debbie, do you, do you rate pot- potential as well as the performance? Can you tell someone has potential to move up in the company? Oh, absolutely. And, and we not only rate their potential for uh, their ability to move up in the company, but we also talk to them about that to see what they want to do. I think in some cases there are people that are uh, very eager to move up in the company. In other cases, which has been a, part, a lot of part of my banking career, has been women that you know are taking care of a children or a home or you know, parents, whatever the deal, and they they love working every day. They love, but they don't. They're not looking for um, you know a huge advancement. They're looking to be fulfilled, you know, eight to five, and go home with no problems. So I think that we have, uh, if you're a good employer, you have that on both sides. You have opportunities for advancement, and then those people that love their work but don't want to be the boss. Right, so both both types. Right. Now, if a woman wants to increase her potential for getting advanced, um, are there specific types of assignments that might help her or things that she could do that might help her increase the chances of getting promoted? Well, I think there's you know, several things. Certainly, there's typically training programs without, uh, throughout companies. So to try to get involved in some sort of training program, which needs to be communicated to your boss. And so uh, there's several different training programs within Sterling. Certainly at smaller companies, there may not be that opportunity. So there may be outside, you know, you need some um, going back to school to, to uh, kind of get some additional skills. 
in whatever your field may might be in. I mean, I, I think the key there is to talk to the person that is probably most directly responsible for uh, your advancement in the company, and that's your boss. That goes along with, you know, after having that conversation, does this seem like the right company for you? Is there the right opportunity for advancement? Exactly. Mm-hmm. What about volunteering in the community? Well, in community banks, that's part of uh, really the legacy of a community bank is to be out there in the community to not only support it through uh, monetarily, but through uh, people volunteering. I am, um, well, and as you know, very involved in the community. That's the one thing that this new job kind of takes me away because I'm now um, over branches in five states. But I think to be a, a true leader in the truest sense of the word, it isn't just about your company. It's got to be about your community as well. And so uh, my role here, uh, and maybe more fortunate because I was the president of the bank, but the, throughout our company, the opportunities and really almost the um, prerequisites that you were involved in the community was very much a part of how our company became successful here. So we encourage that. I think, like I said, to be, uh, if you look at the broader meaning of leadership, being uh, part of your community, improving your community, and being visible in your community is very important. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so many women struggle with the politics of moving ahead, and you made a comment offline about something you thought women should avoid doing, and could you... Could you expand on that a little bit? I can. Uh, one of the things, there was a couple things that happened to me. When I got to be president of the bank, I was 38 years old, so pretty young. And um, I was involved in um, some community activities that were going on. But I realized that as I kind of moved through uh, up the ranks of um, outside company leadership roles, so maybe that be... Rotary or the Chamber or United Way, whatever that was, that many, or not many, but some of the women that I came into contact with, and and certainly those in my own career field uh, in banking, because I know that um, I was the first bank president in Sonoma County that was a woman, and there was only 10 maybe in California. So I noticed that there were many women that, uh, at least from uh, my opinion, looked like they tried to act like men. And that, to me, um, you know, men have a different way, and some men and certainly some women, but at least in my perspective, uh, I could see women being uh, more forceful, speaking loudly, uh, interrupting, all all those things. And I would say to myself, geez, there's trying to uh, act like somebody that you aren't or being more forceful than you are, and maybe it's not trying to act like a man, but putting on a different facade, I guess to gain power, not sure why somebody would do that, I felt was uh, not really putting your best foot forward. And and I know that I got asked to be on several committees and involved in several things because I was the president of a bank and was a woman, uh-huh. and many times they needed women. And uh, so I, I didn't look at that with a chip on my shoulder or you know, upset about that. I just felt like every time I was asked to do something, that was a choice I could make, and it was a great opportunity. So that's just, uh, you know, that's the way I've I've uh, kind of gone about being uh, 
more successful in my career and in my community work. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And, and what I hear you saying is not just don't be a man, but be yourself, be authentic. Right. Be the best you you can be and don't try to be somebody else. No, exactly. And I, and I think there is, uh, as, as you know, and I think probably pretty much everybody that knows me, I don't have that, um, I don't have that side of me that's trying to be kind of larger than life or more than I am. I mean, I don't think I'm a pretty genuine person, pretty down to earth. And uh, I think I relate to people better that way. I think people relate to me in a more positive fashion that way as well. Absolutely. You're, you're one of the nicest people I know, which is one of the reasons I wanted to interview you. Um, Thank you. Debbie, could you tell us what you do when you feel stressed? Is there some tip you would have for women when you start feeling kind of overwhelmed by all the activities you've gotten got to do? I know you've just taken on a huge new role. So what do you do when you get stressed? You know, I, I mean, unfortunately for me, I, I would say that I'm probably not the best person to talk about how to relieve stress because I have, uh, it seems like I have more stress now than I've ever had in my life, and I think that goes with a lot of traveling and coordination. I have uh, at home, I, well, there's a couple things. If I'm on the road and I'm traveling a lot, so I travel, you know, like maybe one week on, one week off, the week that I'm on, I try to get more sleep. And after about two days, I'm totally exhausted. So that seems to be one thing that sort of helps me. Uh, I just go to bed. One night, I'll schedule nothing when I'm out of town and try to get to bed earlier. When I'm home, I have uh, two dogs that, you know, my pets are really, really important to me. So uh, they seem to be a, a huge stress reliever for me. And, uh, you know, on the weekends, if I'm home and re- I like gardening and, but I'm just not, uh, I would say that I'm a pretty pretty high level of stress uh, all the time. Yeah, I could imagine that. Right. Uh, do you have any parenting tips for women listening? Uh, well, I became a parent uh, at a pretty young age, so I would say that parenting tips for me <laughs> was uh, I had, uh, I think my children were always kind of very, very much in the back of their mind. I was a little, they knew I was a little unpredictable and certainly not in a mean way, but they knew I might do or say anything. So they were, I think, maybe maybe afraid to, to be too bad. <laughs> I love it. And I have some pretty classic stories about my kids. I, I mean, I had my son when I was 18, so we pretty, and then my daughter, I was 21. So we uh-huh. pretty much grew up together. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think uh, I had a great relationship with them, but I was kind of a kooky mom. So there you go. <laughs> Oh, I was a young mother too, so it, it, age does help. <laughs> it's a great. Well, I think you're probably at an older age. You are a little bit more wise and a little bit more calm down. Right. I was neither of those. Yeah. Yeah. What about one last success tip that you would share with women that might help their career? You know, and I don't know that it's typically women, but I think anybody. I think when you're in your career, if you're in a management type um, situation, hire people that are smarter than you. Don't be afraid to do that. I know many women, like I said, are a little intimidated uh, about people that work for them or maybe being a boss at their uh, prospective company. So I think hiring the best people you can um, is is really key. And the other thing is, as I said before, get out of your comfort zone. Really, really important. I think when you push yourself uh, you know, beyond what you feel your limits are, 
it really stretches you to a, uh, a new level of success and competency. Really important. Great, great advice. I really appreciate you talking to us today. Thank you so much, Debbie. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Sabrina. Would you like promotion tips from top leaders? Please take three minutes of your time to fill out the survey on www.womensleadershipsuccess.com so that we can better serve your needs. And also, you will have a chance for a one-on-one coaching session to help your promotion success. Thank you for joining your host, Sabrina Brahm, on another Women's Leadership Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email her at sabrina at sabrinabrahm.com. Since 1989, Sabrina and her team have helped hundreds of women managers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs with valuable trainings, articles, books, and executive coaching. For additional tips, interviews, and free access to Great Leaders Today mini-course, visit www.womensleadershipsuccess.com.